am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Scant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Welcome, everybody, to the very next episode of The Remedy with Togusito and Janice Gant and... And Kevin. Hi, Kev. What's up, guys? I think I scared you. (laughs) <laughs> you did a little bit. <laughs> so, so yeah, you were like, and Kevin, yeah. rather than and kick, 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 Kevin. <laughs> I I was telling them that my son isn't feeling good today, and Kevin has a big trip coming up, and he's going to have to get. And I'm a major hypochondriac. Are you a major hypochondriac? For sure. God, I just I need to worry about more things. I worry about nothing. Lisa's like, wear a mask today. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, oh, God, maybe I should. I don't know. (laughs) So because I told you Carter wasn't feeling well this week, um, I I can tell Kevin's scared of me now. Because I'm leaving on a trip, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and you don't want to get sick, but I don't think I'm contagious. I feel amazing. Yeah, but you could still be a carrier. I know. That's what's so messed up about this whole thing. I don't even want to talk about COVID. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. I'm covid it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm wearing a mask. Uh, hey, we need to thank our sponsor for today, Frances Mitchell. Oh. She's been our sponsor before. How yeah, sounds nice. familiar. Yeah, she's such a cutie, and she is such a fan, and I think this is her third time to sponsor. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. is so sweet. Thank you, Frances. Yeah, thank you, Frances. And if you are listening today and you have not had the opportunity to sponsor an episode yet, we would really appreciate it. Um, So we make it easy. All you have to do is go to tovacito.com, click on the remedy, and click on make a contribution, or you can Venmo us at at tova-cito. Every episode is about $200, but we will take any amount, and all amounts are so appreciated. So appreciated. So thank you, thank you, thank we you. We will take twenty thousand dollars <laughs> yes, too. Yes, yeah. we will. Absolutely. And then we'll go to Hawaii. We'll go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's going to Hawaii next week, and he, he is. said he told me yesterday about going to Hawaii, and I go Hawaii like you say it. Hawaii. No, like, oh, that's man. how RT said yeah, it. Yeah, RT. <laughs> Don't ever put me in that. Sorry, you're right. You're right. I say it only in jest because of RT. (laughs) Well, now I say it that way. He's like, why are you saying it? It's too long of a story. (laughs) It's a great story, though, isn't it? RT. Did I ever talk about that on this podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You told the story. The toilet roll roll stick. Yes. And the car. (laughs) I don't know what episode it was, but you definitely told it. It's very funny. It's hilarious. Um, But thank you, Francis Mitchell, for sponsoring us today. And um, a couple of things. Next week, we are going to talk about um, our next episode is going to be on what women wish men knew about women. Yes. Love this topic. Yeah, I do too. And we've done this before opposite what men wish women knew about men. Yeah. And we had men write in um, emails, direct message. And and I accosted men on the street. Oh, yeah, that's right. You asked (laughs) people on Katie Trail. Uh That's exactly. I forgot about that. That's so funny. Um, So we, uh, in fact, I just ordered our remedy hats. And so as soon as we get those in. Yeah, as soon as we get those in, then we're going to, you know what we should do is put on our remedy hats and then go ask people on Katie Trail. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> that is so fun. I'm so glad film you that ordered too. those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got them. So, um, so if you are a woman and you have something that you want men to know about women, then will you please email Janice or I? You can email Janice at JaniceGant at gmail.com or you can email me at tovacito at gmail.com or you can direct message us at Be The Remedies on Instagram. And if there's just anything that you, if you're a woman and you want men to know something about us 
let her rip. Yeah. Um, write us, and we will be talking about it next week. Yeah, it'll be fun because I think it'll be cool for us to drive this by Kevin, you know, and oh, be yeah. like, okay, do you agree with that? Or mm-hmm. do you yeah. think that it'll be really... So you might ask Elise to contribute. I will. Yeah, that'd be fun. Do that. That would be awesome. I will. For sure. (laughs) Um, Kev, are you excited to go to Cabo next week? Yes. I'm going to end up like mentally making myself sick now because... No, 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 no. no, (laughs) Put that in the universe. So claim, my body is healthy and whole. My body is healthy and whole. My body... over and over well, and over. I just know again. you usually get a little anxious leaving for vacation. Oh, the anyway. days leading up to trips are horrible. Because I feel like there's just so much stuff to do before I leave. Oh. I'm leaving for Puerto Rico tomorrow and I'm feeling a little overwhelmed about getting out of town. But that's cuz I've got to leave money for the housekeeper and the I've got to leave money for the well, yeah, guy kids. and I've got to figure out kid stuff and coordinate this, that and the other and yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Now, where are you going, Kevin? I think everybody gets Kevin? a little anxious before traveling. Um, I don't know where in Cabo uh-huh. exactly, but that's where we're going. I'm officiating wedding in Puerto Rico, and I can't wait. Nice. That's so fun. I where know. is it? It's at the Ritz. Oh, that's so fun. I've stayed at that hotel. You have? Yeah, it's great. Ooh. It's really great. Okay, you're going to have to tell me all the things. It's just Did you fabulous. ever leave the hotel? No. Okay, yeah. We never did. Yeah. People say they don't leave. I'm going to the lake. Well, I, I, the lake's a great place. Tom's sister, yeah. brother, and and his sister-in-law are coming in. Oh, it's this weekend. I thought that was last weekend. For no, some it's reason. this weekend. Okay. So it'll be fun. really fun. Oh, yeah. that's so fun. Yeah, the, I, I know that Marg listens. That's Tom's oh, sister. That's, uh, hi, Marg. Yeah. <laughs> She's great. I love him. It's really fun. Let me tell you, whenever I go to Craig's Lake House, that's that it's feels a like a vacation. It is. It, it really especially is. feels like a vacation to me because it's not my house. Yeah. So I don't, you know, it's it, you feel a little more responsibility, I'm sure, when it's your house. Well, you know, our house is so small. It's, I mean, it's small. It's like 1,500 square feet. Mm-hmm. And it's and, perfect. And I, I love it. Yeah. Because you can get from one end to the other in about seven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no stairs. Seven seconds. It's such a good house because every time we go, you know, it's exactly the way we left it. So there aren't a bunch yeah. of bugs. We haven't had any knock on wood issues with plumbing or anything like that. So it really is a pretty maintenance free house. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome. I love I love going to the lake. Yeah, the lake is I'm great. I'm a lake girl. Yeah. It's a blast. Yeah, we still need a rain check to go to your I know we house. do. We do. I'm ready anytime. I'm ready too. I'm so excited <coughs> about the caps. When will you get them? Oh. Um I don't know exactly when I'll get them, oh, but I'll keep you posted, and we'll we'll keep everybody posted. They're cute. They're green trucker hats with a white front with our logo that says the remedy with Tova and Janice. So fun. Nice. We're gonna look cute. We are. <laughs> We're gonna be strutting. So oh. once again, you'll have another hat with your name on it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> everybody needs hats with their names yeah. on them. They do. Blair has one that that she played in this tennis tournament. You oh. know. And she wore this cap the entire time, and it says, I pee in pools. <laughs> I love, I've seen her wear that trucker hat, and that's really cute. You want to know it's really cute? What? She was wearing, okay, so you know, well, for my 50th birthday party, um, Mike and Natalie McGuire hosted this beautiful party for me, and the party favor was the, a trucker hat, black trucker hat that says Tova. Yeah. And everybody got one. You have one. I have one, too. You have one. Because Elise has one Yeah, Elise has one. And somebody sent me a picture of Blair, your daughter, Uh on the tennis court at Nationals wearing the Tova hat. Oh, you're kidding. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) She was like, look at this. She's like, I'm at Nationals. Look at this girl wearing your hat. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my Does, gosh. Oh, I can't wait for Blair to know that. Oh, I That's already a, sent her the picture. Oh, so you she did? sent me a picture of Blair. She's like, look how cute this girl is with your hat on. Wearing the Tova hat at Nationals. That I is hilarious. I laughed my butt off. Yeah, I want to see that too. 
Uh, yeah. So I sent the picture to Blair. I was like, you are freaking hilarious. Send it to me. <laughs> and she wears a sweatshirt. Oh, I know. She plays tennis in a sweatshirt. And oh. it just, her opponents are all, and it was like hot last weekend. Oh, I ch- and she looked so cute. That little outfit she wore was adorable. I, I went to her yoga cl- class yesterday and I said, I think you play tennis to wear the, all the cute outfits. <laughs> she was like a little bit. <laughs> With her pink hair. Oh my gosh. Did you stare at her butt in yoga? Every day. (laughs) Every single time. And I I just reminisce about the day that well, actually my ass never looked like that, but I reminisce about the day. Y'all, I I'm you know, I'm doing this wedding. I know we need to get to our topic, but I tried on every freaking dress that I love in my closet. I can't get my zippers up. Like I have never experienced my clothes not fitting in my life. It really got to me. Well, you don't look... Have you gained weight? Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> or maybe it's just sagging. Uh, no. Well, that's... You don't look like it. I have. I have, I, too. I think I've... What have you, you been eating? to. I don't know. I, I try really hard. I, I, maybe I just don't try. I think I used to do just a little bit more cardio. I don't know. Maybe it's turning 50 and my metabolism slowing down. I I was really, like, I've never, I want, really wanted to wear this one dress to the wedding. I can't, it doesn't zip in the back. Do you know how mm, discouraging that is? Yeah. It's it really never happens disc- to you. Yes, it does. No, I mean, it does sometimes. It used to. I mean, it doesn't right now, but it used to. Yeah, on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's probably happened at some point in your life. I don't know. It's never ever happened to me before. My clothes, I've always been the same size. When I was struggling with a little bit of an eating disorder and I weighed 97, if I had those clothes, I would not be able to get those in. Thank you. Goodness. Yeah. You that that would <laughs> it not. was like my mother was like, My friends think maybe you have cancer. And I was like, Thank you. Oh <laughs> sick. Oh my sick. <laughs> You're like mission accomplished. Sick. Oh man. I don't have that disorder anymore. Well, you look amazing. Oh, thanks, Toba. Um okay, today I love our topic. Me too. Um this was actually suggested by your daughter Blair. She yeah. sent us this thought and we both read this same devotional and i read it a couple of days before she sent it but it her sending it and then thinking about maybe doing this as a topic really resonated with me yeah me too when when she sent it to us i was like yeah that is it's a great thought and i think everybody's going to really like it and be able to use it yes it's a great thought because like we were talking about before we ever started today i think this is something at, that every single person on planet Earth at some point has has experienced. I it's agree. a very universal uh, topic. Yeah, so I agree. Um, why don't you go ahead and read it? If okay. You don't mind, Janice. Okay. No, I'm happy to. So the title is "Why is not a useful question? Why me? Or why do I keep ending up with this place, job, relationship thought?" are not useful questions. You are here out of habit. The law is simply creating for you a mirror of what you believe, expect, or accept. Asking why is like trying to brush the hair of your reflection in the mirror. The question is never why. The more useful question is now what? Now what invites you to think about what you want instead. This is creating a new future rather than simply repeating the past. Then you must keep re-choosing that new thought, act, word, being over and over again until it becomes your new habit. And the reflection is, where are you stuck in the question, why? How would it change if you asked, now what, instead? And the affirmation, I will no longer look to the why of the past. I focus on the what of my future. love that don't you I absolutely love it I really 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 love it and I think that it is a very it's a it's kind of a life-changing life-altering concept if you are stuck in the why yeah life I agree and I think every single one of us at some point has thought why yeah, when I'm, I can probably guess a couple of the things that, that where it 
couple of incidences when you thought that, but what are what were they? Um You know, I so right after Charlie passed away, uh-huh. Um I one of uh, everybody gave me books. That's what people do when yeah. somebody close yeah. to you dies. You get lots of books on your porch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which is so sweet. Um, but I didn't want to read any of them. No. Um, but, uh, you know, after Charlie died, Topher and I went and spent about six or eight weeks in Steamboat, Colorado. And one of the... Oh, you did? Uh-huh. That's we just love- got out of town. Oh, that for that long? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we just left. And took our dogs and went away. And one of my very best friends gave me the book, Why Bad Things Happen to Good People. Mm -hmm. And it's written by a Jewish rabbi. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, I thought, well, I might like to read this one, you know. And and I guess I wanted to read it because I was wondering why. Mm -hmm. Why did bad things happen to good people? Like, why did this happen? I don't remember like lamenting and and crying like why 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 me why you know I have always kind of had this idea or thought like why not me like there's nothing mm-hmm. super special about me you know I'm just like everybody else if it's going to happen to somebody why not me so yeah. I've never been one of the but one of the things the most profound things that I read in that book was he encouraged everybody instead of asking why bad things happen to good people to change it to when when bad things oh, happen to good people yeah so don't not and it's the same thought you know yes. don't not like do not get stuck in the why get stuck in the when because chances are it is going to happen something's going to happen and it's not i mean it's to everybody it's to everybody nobody is immune nobody nobody escapes life without something tragic or hard or disappointing um hurtful happening to them and so i have to say after that um i I really never questioned i think the probably the first time that i the probably the the times in my life where I got the most stuck in why was probably when I was growing up, and oh. I looked around and it I really had such a difficult time growing up in my family, you know, with my mom and uh-huh. my, the way my parents fought and the way my mom her was abusive. I just I mean, there's no other way to say it. She was physically and emotionally abusive for my whole life. And I remember going to spend the night at other friends' houses or being around other moms and dads and thinking to myself, why? Like, why do I have my parents? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I still kind of have, like, if I, if I get stuck somewhere, mm-hmm. it's probably with my parents. Mm-hmm. My mom's been gone since 2003. But it, I mean, I look at your girls and the relationship that you have with your girls. And it is, I'm so happy for you and your girls that you have that. But, oh man, do I wish, I mean, I've cried to you about that. Like, and you were so sweet. I remember exactly where I was sitting when I called you one time and you were helping me through something. And I said, I just... I wish I had a mom like you. I wish I could call. And you're like, well, I'll be your mom. I know. Like you I, I kind of feel like I am. <laughs> <laughs> you said that to me, and I think it just made me cry harder. But I think I, I, I've never had great parents. And and But, man, you are one. Well, thank you. I mean, Well, they were great are. teachers. And, I mean, I look at Craig's parents. They are the most phenomenal parents i mean that i can get really choked up talking about how fabulous they are and i cherish the relationship that i have with them i appreciate it so much because it's not a given to have a great no parent you know and i don't i just i don't i'm not real close with my dad and and my mom's been gone since 2003 and that was just a hard relationship the whole time so if if there's ever been a thing in my life that i'm like why like 
dang it. Because you know what I think? I think sometimes like, oh, I'd be the best daughter. Like, yeah, I would. Yeah, you would. You know, I, I'm a, such a family person. Like, and, and, you know, my dad's not close with me. My dad's not close with my kids. And for the life of me, I don't understand that. I don't either. And so that it's hard for me not to get stuck in that why. Mm-hmm. What about you? I think the, uh, I think the time that, I think when I really struggled with it was with when in my divorce, when I really kind of realized that I was needed to leave so that I could survive. Mm. And it wasn't because he clearly wasn't uh, physically at all, but it was the emotional state that I was in that I knew that I had I couldn't stay any longer. And I really struggled with it because at that time in my life, that was a time in my life when I was really involved in some very fundamental Bible studies. And um, I grew up in the Baptist church. And so I grew up with that sort of fundamental mentality is that you, you know, you ask for what you you know you pray and you ask and all of that and and um and i was at in one bible study fellowship and i learned so much and but it was very difficult because i would stand in that room with all of those women there were probably 200 women that did that bible study and then you'd break into small groups Mm -hmm. and there were some very cool people but they you know and they were all talking about the miracles in their marriages and all that stuff and I was like why is this not happening to me why is God Mm. not working in this why Mm. am you know and I was very 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 stuck in it Mm. and then when I that's that's real I mean yeah it was real I was like well where is God for me what am I not doing right or why am I not enough so that God is going to you know make the changes that i felt were necessary for me to stay and and but you know then then after so I did struggle with that a lot I felt like I had been abandoned by Mm -hmm. God and and what I believe now is that I just had a misconception about God Mm -hmm. that God is not like a, a magician or Santa Claus or Santa Claus and just because we're good and we make a list it doesn't mean yeah we get the list no we just you know and and i you know but at that time i was such i had a victim mentality Mm -hmm. and i think that that's a lot of time what what a lot of times what happens with the why me is we feel like a victim Mm -hmm. and then once Mm -hmm. i started doing my own (laughs) self-examination and my own personal growth work and my own family of origin work and letting go of I I, ha, I let go of a lot of my fundamental religious beliefs and 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 have different ones now as to some of those things and um, and but once I did that then I was able to be kind of like the well why not me mm-hmm. and when I looked at my part mm-hmm. in our marriage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I was not I was not very i mean there there were a lot of things that i would have done differently i complained i griped i you know acted like a victim i you know and and you know so it would have been really hard living with me Mm. you know so so that was a real shift for me once i got into the why not then i was able to self-examine and think okay i am not a victim of life i can make changes Mm -hmm. i can Mm -hmm. get started doing something different Mm -hmm. So I th- I love that you brought uh, faith into the to it this yeah because I do believe for a lot of people you know we have a lot of people who have deep faith who listen to our yeah. podcast yeah. and and I do think it is a dangerous proposition and I do think that there are churches and religions out there that that uh um say teach preach that you know if you pray hard enough Mm -hmm. and if you are Mm -hmm. good enough Mm -hmm. then god will will answer that prayer you know um and that's just that has not been my experience yeah yeah (laughs) well and i don't even know that that's what i they taught but it's what i heard right and And i do think a lot of people hear that yeah me too and i think that that 
really is a hard message to hear because yeah. I just don't believe it's true. I think that there, I think that we have a good and loving God who's, like we said, is not a magician and he's not Santa Claus. And there are really good people who go, I mean, one of the best people I've ever known, Amanda Newhoff, yeah. you know, just passed away at 51. That is a very difficult, with a beautiful human, a beautiful wife, mother, daughter, I mean, friend. It makes absolutely no sense. A faithful, faithful yeah. child of God. And I mean, I if, if this is, if we're blessed based on, uh, you know, the merits that we've had because of how good we've been or how hard we've prayed, let me tell you something, I'd be dead long before Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know? I think that that is, you know, I think that it's, it's once you step out of the why me, mm-hmm. then your brain goes someplace totally different. Mm-hmm. And, and then once we get perspective... Then we're able to see, oh, in a way that was exactly what I needed. That is exactly what it was time for me to experience because of what happened with me as a result of that. And I think that when with an early death or something like Amanda, you know, the the family will, will no doubt think, why me? Yeah. Why me? Why did or why I lose her? Or what? Yeah. Well, yeah. the yeah, but they're lost. Yeah. Why me? Why right. did I lose my mom? Of course. At that early age. Of but course. then you know it. But if you can just shift into that, so what now? Mm-hmm. Then you can honor the past and and then move forward or move through it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like that what now so much. You know. Oh, okay. So what now? I went back to graduate school. I got my master's. I've written a book. Writing another one. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I'm almost. My book proposal is about finished. Oh, I'm so excited for you. And and you married Tom. And I married Tom, and I have, you know, he's so... I mean, it's just all good. Yeah, it's all good. And And when you're in the thick of it, when you and I were talking about it today, like... We know people who are in the weeds right now of life. And it is tough. It is tough. And it... But we make it harder asking why... Mm-hmm. makes those seasons that we all have in life more difficult than they need to be. Because like you said, it's a perspective shift when you get out of, you know, that victim mentality, that question why, it makes the situation 10 times heavier and harder than it needs to be. Yeah, you're stuck in that. You're stuck, cause, and you're stuck because there's no good answer. Well, and then <laughs> when you start thinking about, okay, so what now? What can I, what do I want? How do I want, like they say in this reading, you know, how do you want your life to look? What kind of a relationship do mm-hmm. you want? All mm-hmm. of those things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, uh, my first husband was successful, and so I ended up with some money, but I would have run out had I not, I mean, eventually, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so that was my impetus for going back to school. Mm-hmm. And so thinking, okay, I, what now? Now I can become financially independent and not yeah. depend on a man yeah. and not need a man yeah. in order to rescue me. Yeah. You know, it feels really good. Oh my gosh. And yeah, everybody's because then you capable of that. Yes. Yes. Whether yeah. you, yes. You know, so that's that's the birthplace. The what mm-hmm. now is the birthplace of a whole new experience. Mm-hmm. There'll be ups, there'll be downs. You know, but it it it's going to be something different. And if I believe, I do believe with every fiber of my being that the what now will be better than what was before. Oh, I could not agree more and you know why i know that because i've experienced it in my life mm-hmm. i've watched you experience it in your life i know every single close relationship friendship that i have i've seen them experience it in their life i've seen it with my children yeah it it is it it that is just so true i believe it too yeah so kev can we ask you a time in your life that you felt like you got stuck in the why the why um, me 
probably when uh, I first found out I was diabetic. I was only like 33 years old, you know? It just didn't fit. It didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, I'm a six foot man. I'm only in my 30s. I'm 150 pounds. Like, I'm a pretty slight person. Mm-hmm. Just didn't make any sense. No, to there's me. no lot. No, it's no. not sensible. Like, if they had told me my liver's not too great, I would have seen that coming at least. <laughs> but I, it didn't last long. I think I accepted it pretty quick and realized that's just the way it goes and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah that, yeah. I think a, I think a chronic problem, physical thing, if that happened to me, I I think I would be asking why. Because yeah. I value my health so mm-hmm. much. Well, and at that age, for you, Kevin, I mean, you know, you look yeah. around and 33-year-olds, for the most part, are really healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, they, at that age, you didn't. Yeah, I mean, by default, age, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, you don't have the, you know, your body's not breaking down. Yep. It's still booming. Mm-hmm. Are you type 1 or type 2? Two? 2. Type I wasn't two. born with it. Okay. But I didn't have a, it was, it's not like I had a bad lifestyle that brought it on either. Oh, you know? no. It's just no matter what, it was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I was talking with a client the other day, and, and she just was diagnosed with a melanoma. And she said, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I always wear sunscreen. I don't, I don't lie, on, lie in the sun. There's just no explanation. But she, that I is said, weird. I was like, are you, uh, how are you, you know, how are you, what are you thinking about this? How are you feeling? And she said, you know, I am positive and I am on top of it. And that's, you know, and so now I'm going to do everything that the doctor tells me to do. And I'm going to claim that it's going to be okay. You know, and that she just was was able to make that shift, whereas she could have very much gone around with the, why me, why me? I've done all these things that I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know, that's, that's I think, when that question really pops up is, is when it just makes no sense, whatever right. it is. Like, you know, I definitely felt it in my marriage, too. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Like, didn't see this coming yeah like wow like (laughs) yeah or and like i'm a good wife and i we have fun together and i mean you have you had you were in the midst of a good marriage yes Mm -hmm. it was working yeah and then so and yeah and thank god for therapy because we learn in therapy that that people make decisions out of their stuff, not because yeah. no, we of don't. our inadequacies. That's right. But, that's right. But you know, and and I think that's also a, a, another important thing to remember. A lot of times we ask why, as if you know we have something to do with every single thing that happens, yeah. and we don't. Yeah, we don't. No, we are not the all powerful in the universe. No, <laughs> thank so goodness. There, there is a line in there that you read, and at, when you read it the first time before we were on air. I, both of us said we really like that. Will you read that part again? Uh, let's see. It's in the first three okay. or four sentences. Why do I keep ending up in this place, job, relationship, thought, or not useful questions? You are here out of habit. The law is simply creating for you a mirror of what you believe, expect, or accept. Asking why is like trying to brush the hair of your reflection in the mirror. The question is never why. The more useful question is now what? Now what invites you to think about what you want instead? This is creating a new future rather than simply repeating the past. Then you must keep re-choosing that new thought, act, word, being over and over again, and it becomes your new habit. You know, this is just what we've talked about before. It's, it's just creating those new pathways in your in It your totally mind. is. You know, the question why, is that's just an old trail that well, takes you nowhere it's it's re-emphasizing the problem yes whereas when you say what now you are going into the solution whether mm-hmm. it's your finances mm-hmm. let's say you know because of covid you've had financial difficulties and then you're like okay why would this happen i mean this is so weird and then you say okay well now what are we going to do about it mm-hmm. okay maybe we sell our house and we mm-hmm. you know i mean there so there's always options and solutions and I had a really really good friend who died of breast cancer several years ago and she 
was the most positive person about all of it that I had ever seen in my life. Mm. And she just kept on. She kept showing up. We would, our Rafa's group would go, you know, for our dinner. And she was always there. And she was a beautiful woman. And, you know, it was just, I mean, she she kept on being in the solution. Mm. And it was amazing. Yeah. I love, I love that you just worded it like that. She was always in the solution mm-hmm. in the solution finding instead of the problem making yeah and like she lost all of her hair so she got all different colored wigs you know and she'd be like i'm a redhead one day i'm a blonde the next day she was a brunette and her hair i mean it was just that's adorable yeah and she kept dressing well and she was mm-hmm. positive you know and but it was just it really did help her I, I guarantee she lived a long time with the disease, and I, I guarantee that's why. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think because that, our cells respond to that. Totally, I do, I do our think I I one thousand percent believe that our physical there is a physical manifestation to our to our spirits to the temperature and the 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 state of our spirits. Yeah, I totally think that. Yeah, me too. So I have a question. Do you, you know, that that first part of that thought where it says, when you keep asking yourself why this job or why this relationship or why can't I, why me, you know, when you get stuck in that. Is there ever a time that asking a question, asking the question why can be useful or helpful? Like I think about if you, like you have talked about people's picker being off uh-huh. you know when it comes uh-huh. to men or women like you keep dating this certain kind of man over and over you keep dating this certain kind of woman and if you keep dating that kind of man or woman you're probably gonna always get the same, same result, result. Uh-huh. Um, which oftentimes ends up not being a life-giving choice mm-hmm. and so are there times in our lives where it is effective or helpful or useful to ask why? Absolutely. I think that asking why mm-hmm. is like, okay, why did why did this happen? And then you think, well, I guess because I keep picking the same sort of person. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see it over and over again. Mm-hmm. So then you think, okay, that's the answer to that why. But it's because, oftentimes it's because of some things that I need working on. So then we can go into the now what. So mm-hmm. then, you know, so rather than be like, why? Why do I keep doing this? Why me? Why does this keep happening? Then you think, you know, Oh, well, no wonder. I keep picking the same guy. Okay, well, that's why. Mm -hmm. So now what do I do? I fix my picker. Mm -hmm. I go to somebody and I, you know, do therapy around that. Because our family of origin sets us up for our pickers. And, you know, and then you make changes. So, yes, I'm so glad that you said that. Because why is a very important question. Why are you out of money? Yeah. Oh, handbags. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Or, yeah, you know, well, okay, mm-hmm. well, then... Redirect. Redirect, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, that's that's a great word, Toba, redirect. Mm-hmm. The why can give us some information that will create the, the desire and the need to redirect. Mm-hmm. And that's when you step out of that victim why and into the positive element of why, and then you get into the now what. Yeah, I think that's a very important... Uh, piece of this yeah me too um because i i have asked why so i don't i I don't think to your point and i think that you explained it beautifully i don't think it's asking why that's not productive or effective i think it's staying in the why Mm -hmm. getting being stuck in the why i think you're right answering that question why can give us some very useful and helpful information in going forward. Mm-hmm. So you take the information that that question or the answer to that question gives you, and then you use that information to move you into the now mm-hmm. what. Yeah. And I think your your example about money is a, is a good one. Why? Why do I keep finding myself in these financial 
problems or this financial state. Like, okay, well, I really, you know, I do. I need, I spend too much money going out to dinner or I, I have been shopping more lately or maybe I don't need to stay at the most expensive hotel even though you and I kind of need Yeah, no, to. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll set up a shoe stand in my front yard. <laughs> it won't be lemonade. <laughs> it, it might be shoes and tequila please so I can listen up those purse strings of please people. Please <laughs> tell me when you're doing that because I, I want first dibs. I want the preview. <laughs> But I do, you know, I think that asking, I think that asking why sometimes to some of our unhealthy, repetitive behaviors can, can really give us information. A lot of times we don't, we're not ready for that answer. Mm -hmm. No, we're not. Yeah. And even if we don't have the whole, even if it's, even if we are somewhat of a victim, Mm -hmm. let's say in a relationship, a relationship ends somebody cheats and did you make them cheat of course not Mm -hmm. of course not however you picked them yeah so then it's like oh well that's why so i'm gonna you know i need to look at my picker i need to Mm -hmm. i mean they're just our jobs our people have Mm -hmm. a really a lot of people have a real uh intense victim mentality around their occupation or mm-hmm. about their job situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you know i i'll be like well you chose to go to work there <laughs> yeah. so do you want to change do you want to change jobs do you want and you to change choosing to go to work there <laughs> every day <laughs> yes. yeah and then you you know you start to make a, another decision like the three of us have all done and and decided to we wanted to be our own boss mm-hmm. in our job and then you know then that can be pretty scary but mm-hmm. then if you're like okay what now I think I'm going to go back to school or I mm-hmm. think I'm going to open my own studio like Kevin has done and then you're like okay so then you're you're de- redirected I love that word redirected that's really good Tova I think that to your point you know I was when you were talking about how okay yeah you didn't if your husband cheated on you or your wife cheated on you of course you didn't unzip their pants and and no. make them do that but you picked them you picked that job Mm -hmm. you keep making those financial Mm -hmm. choices and so there there is a responsibility on us to to redirect and and use that information to go to go get or do something different i did not want to pick that same kind of man again but i had to i had to get more information i had to get some help from you yeah and i had to to really think about Uh uh-huh and and intentionally live out the okay and believe me the first couple of guys that i went out with yeah and even you know a, one guy that i had a, he looked a lot like that yeah and i'm like oh this is very familiar this is what i said i would never do again get out yeah like get out don't make excuses yeah yeah it, it, you know it was the in uh so in my book i'm gonna plug it it's not even published yet, but it's <laughs> Prince Charming is Dead or in Rehab, A Guide to Essential Skills, Dating Skills in the Real World. But I talk about that, you know, that we, you know, we we are responsible for our pickers. Yeah. And we've got to look long and hard and we've got to be careful about making up a fantasy at the beginning. And then when the reality doesn't match the fantasy, you change the reality, the fantasy to the reality instead of that, the opposite, you know, so then you're like, okay, but you have to live in the truth. You've got to self-examine. You've got to be willing to walk away from that mm-hmm. relationship or that job or whatever it is. Yeah. So then we are responsible, and I like that responsibility gives us the ability to respond to yeah. what our life situation is rather than be a victim of yeah. our life. Oh, poor me. You know, walking around with a poor me attitude is going to create more poor me for you. There's just no and way around that's it. That's the truth. And people don't like being around people. I was just about saying, people. I don't have any of those friends. No. Not one person I surround myself with with has that mentality Mm -hmm. it is probably one of the least 
um, attractive qualities in a human that I, in a friendship, in a relationship, I yeah. I do not like that juju. No, no, it's it's negative because then yeah. you walk around and you're like heavy. Ugh. Like, ew. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> one, I was giggling when you were talking about how, you know, t- examination takes work, it takes change, it t- you know, and I'll, frankly, a lot of people don't want to do it or aren't ready to do it. And, and uh, when I was in California, uh, recently visiting uh, my girlfriends there, I was at lunch with one of my dearest friends of all time, Carrie, mm-hmm. and her boyfriend, JR, and we were talking about the Enneagram. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm sure not everybody listening is familiar with it. Um, I know you know a little bit about it, but I'm a number seven, which uh-huh. is the enthusiast. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you're definitely a seven. <laughs> you are definitely. She's like a perpetual <laughs> cheerleader. Yeah. An ever-ready bunny. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and... JR, Carrie's boyfriend, is also a seven. And Carrie is a perfectionist. Uh-huh. She's a number one. And so we were reading about it because they weren't familiar with the Enneagram uh, or as familiar with. So I was reading about and Carrie just kept getting more and more frustrated <laughs> with this description of herself. Cause she does she like she was like she didn't want to I be don't want to be this way. Which was her being it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but what the funniest part she was like um she was like and you two are just so annoying cuz like nothing ever bothers you and it's no nothing's a big deal and everything's great and and uh she was like I mean I guess I could go to therapy and uh she was like but they'd make me change and I don't want to change. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I like being miserable, and I'm going to stay that way. I'm not going to therapy about this, because then they're going to make me change, and I don't want to change. That's hilarious. Uh, but, I mean, she was joking, but yeah. but yeah. I think there's a lot of truth in that for a yeah. lot of people. Like, I don't need therapy. I don't want therapy. Like, yeah, What because, are they going to do? Yeah, because that that would re- might require... That might provide some information that you don't want to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Totally. Yeah, no kidding. Totally. There have definitely been times in, that I've gone to see you and you, I mean, you're, you don't zing me, but you ask questions <laughs> that zing me sometimes because, you know, therapy forces you to see things about, I think, forces you to see things about yourself that you kind of already know deep down yep it's like damn it you're right like um and it just kind of that that awakening and that realization Mm -hmm. you know you you probably need to do something with it well and once you swallow the realization then you're empowered by the realization Mm, so true and and it's not i mean i i i can tell you that in my first marriage there were moments when I was like a psycho freak Mm -hmm. you know and and that that I'm not embarrassed about that Mm -hmm. I'm just really glad I don't do it anymore yeah 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 you know so that's a really great thing to say yeah we don't need to be this isn't it's not shame-based it's just oh wow it's enlightenment it's it's Mm -hmm. moving towards Closer to the people that we were created to be. Yeah, that's right. Um, super helpful. Any last thoughts, Kev? Uh, nope. Sorry, I'm trying to get our music ready. <laughs> Should we sing Happy Birthday? No. Oh, yes! Can we? Tomorrow is Kevin's birthday. Yes. In fact, if you would like to sponsor an episode <laughs> in honor of our precious Kevin... Not necessary. Yes, it is. Hush. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's sing to him. And then, oh, you know what else? We need to talk about the workshop. We do. And I'm so glad you said that because yeah. I forgot about it in the beginning. Um, so Janice and I are super excited. We have on the calendar and on our website ready for you to sign up today um, for a conversation with Janice and Tova. This is for women only. It's going to take place on Saturday, September 11th from 1 to 4. We're doing it at a very cool location called The Slate. Yeah, it's so cool. <clears throat> and when you register, you have the opportunity to submit questions mm-hmm. um, that you would like for Janice and I to talk about that will be anonymous when we bring them up. We're not going to say, Kevin asked us, why doesn't my wife want to have more sex? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't ask that. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. I'm just teasing. Uh, but you can ask questions that maybe you wouldn't want to otherwise. But and nobody will ever know that it was you. Yeah, and we'll talk about anything. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. The last time we did this, uh, we've done this a couple of times, and it just. It worked beautifully. Yeah, it was really, really fun. And we are willing to do the same format around the world. Heck yeah. <laughs> invite us invite us to your city and yeah. we'll we're we're happy to help you fill room and and uh, make it happen. I um I I'm really excited about this. So this Me is like too. one of those things that you grab your girlfriends and you grab your grown daughter and come on yeah we'd love it um okay ready ready happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear kevin he's sitting here with his eyes shut happy birthday to you thank you guys thank you very much you're 36 tomorrow yep you're the best. No, you no, I'm are pushing the 40. best. Yeah, you are. Should have brought you some Miller Lite. <laughs> Cry me a river. I have no empathy for that. <laughs> uh, I was looking the other day. I said, you know, I read an article about when people get older, their ears get bigger. And I was I've like, I asked Blair, I said, last night, I go, are my ears getting bigger? Because I kind of think they are. And she goes, I don't think so. And I'm like, oh, well, what the heck? What I think it's I only men. I no, think, I don't think I've so. I've heard your ears and nose never ears quit growing. Ears and nose. Yeah, I knew that. But I thought it was only men. Are I might ears have and to nose do a lobectomy get... on my ears. Oh, I'll, I'll do it all. <laughs> <laughs> Your ears look fine, Jan. I have a headset on. <laughs> How do you know? I'm going to be walking around in a headset if they get Not when I first big. saw you today. <laughs> you didn't. You weren't like, whoa, no. those ears are getting muy grande. <laughs> Kev, we love you. We do love you, I Kevin. Love you, you have the best trip. Yeah. And, and the, the best, best birthday. birthday. Oh, well, thank you guys very much. You deserve it. Yeah. We love all of our listeners. Have a great week. Bye.